Welcome to Divine Inspiration by Dantisha James. Today we are going to talk about help people help themselves. Yes, help people help themselves. Let's look at this. Look at the life of a truly committed, dedicated Christian and then look at the life of an excuse waiting to happen. Someone who grumbles, who complains and feels sorry for himself or herself. Compare the fruit of these two people and you will see what works in life and what doesn't. People who never wants to, to do anything extra in life can be very frustrating. They can be especially taxing when they go through hard times and then want to borrow from you the extra oil that you have worked for or obeyed God to have in your life. There are times we need to graciously accommodate people when they make requests of us. There are also times when we need to say basically sorry. You have to get your own oil. We don't always help people by doing everything for them. Let me say that sentence one more time. We don't always help people by doing everything for them. When you really love someone, it can be difficult not to meet all their needs. But if they are not doing their part to help themselves, the most helpful thing you can do may be to require that they handle a situation on their own. Hmm. Let's keep going about it. Let's, let's get into this word of God. Matthew chapter 25, verse 7 through 9. Let's read this story. God is so good because he, he's okay for us to help people. There's nothing wrong with helping people. But when we keep helping someone over and over and over and they ain't doing their part, we are we are, we are are giving that out all what we've been working so hard for, what God has blessed us with, and they just sit on the couch. Well, where, 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 where is that, why is that right? Is it, where, 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 do, where do we see that at? God said you raise up your children the way to go. It doesn't mean the grown folks supposed to stay in your house and eat your food and eat the stuff out of your refrigerator. They sit in the house and not do nothing. You go work all day and they live off to your income. What in the world? The devil is alive. Oh, Jesus. Let me get into the word of God. And so Matthew chapter 25, verse 7 through 9, this is what the word of God says. And then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Our limbs are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both of us. I mean, both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. Now, listen, if the wise woman says no, well, why do we have a problem as Christians to say no? Who's people who keep manipulating us, keep using us, keep abusing the things that God has truly blessed you with. And then we set up and talk and gospel to our other brothers and sisters about our own issues in our home. We got to confront those issues. We got to talk about those issues. We got to set a plan for our grown up children to have, take care of responsibilities. So let's go into about this parable. The parable of the 10 virgins stresses the necessity of perseverance in, in the faith and spiritual preparedness because of the danger of Christ's coming and an unforeseeable date. The oil in the parable represents true faith, righteousness, and the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit. This comes of having oil to buy when we should burn it, grace to get when we should use it. Those 
those, yeah, those only should go to heaven hereafter that are made ready for heaven here. See, we, we get ourselves equipped while we're here on this earth. But why would you continue to keep giving out your blessing? Why would you keep on giving out your oil when you wore down? It's okay to tell your grown kids to say, no, you can't do this. No, I can't give you this. No, you got to go out there and get your own place. No, you got to get you a job. It is okay to tell our kids that. That's what's wrong with the world now. We kept saying yes. Jesus. And so let's go back into Matthew. Matthew chapter 25, verse 9. And it says this. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us, both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. When we come to God through Christ in the use of the means of grace and bind for ourselves the divine oil, which will never fail us, we are concealed and exhorted to do so. And if we despise and reject these counsels and exhortation, while they may be useful, our cries and wishes will be, um, be surely rejected. Another day, and when Christ comes back, the bridegroom will issue an internal exclusion for his kingdom. No gift of God can be purchased without money. Man and woman might may buy the truth, which are not for sale. We are invited to buy wine and milk, which is God's word, without money and without price. The price um, that God requires is the, um, the consecration of our heart. And so in Ephesians chapter two, verse eight through nine, this is what the word of God says. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boost. The Lord comes alongside to help us. We live for him and do what he has called us to do. God will, God's will um, use both. I mean, yeah, God's will boldness to play, proclaim the gospel, but we have to open our mouth to speak it. God will help us find a job, but we have to look and apply for a job. God will help us to improve our relationship with spouse and loved ones and our kids, but we have to commit to spending time with them. God will help us pass a test, but we have to study. In other words, God does not help I mean, in other words, God's help does not remove our responsibility. Can I, can I say it again? Let, 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 me, let me say it again. Let me say that. In other words, God's help does not remove our responsibilities. So if you want to go to school and you want to become someone, it's going to take you to do your homework. It's going to take you to do some studying. It's going to take you to do those tests. It's going to take you to do some lab work. Everything is a part of responsibility. There ain't nowhere in the Bible talking about that we could just sit down on the couch and play video games all day long and flip TV and look on social media all day long and not do nothing. That is called laziness, slumberness, not doing nothing. So the people who choose to be laziness, guess what? You are only grumbling and complaining because you are not doing nothing with your life. And then you get, then the person who's really doing something with their life, they get frustrated. They might not tell you, but guess what? Your sister on her, on the radio want to tell you, guess what? We get frustrated. Because we are hardworking people. We receive God's blessings because we choose to do what he say do. And he blesses us. And He, you want to eat the blessings. You want to rip off the blessings and grumble and complain. But you're not doing nothing. And did you not hear how God helps us? 
God helps us when we're looking for a job once we apply. God helps us when we go to school once we start studying. God helps us with everything, but it's our part to do our responsibility. That ain't changed with God. Jesus, help me calm down. And so let's go into Matthew. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 8. And it says this, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the doors will be opened. This means we must keep on asking, seeking and knocking. Asking implies consciousness, consciousness of need in the belief that God hears our prayers. Seeking implies earnestly petition only with obedience to the will of God. Knocking implies perseverance and coming to God even when he does not respond quickly. Christ's assurance that those who ask will receive what they ask based on, number one, seeking first the kingdom of God. Number two, recognize God's fatherly goodness and love. Number three, praying according to God's will, not your will. Number four, maintaining fellowship with Christ and obeying Christ. See, the beautiful thing is God never left us and never, never left us alone, and nor did he desire for us to live this life by our own strength. He gave us a helper, which I'm going to talk about. So we got to understand God never God never wanted us to walk this journey of life on our own by ourselves. That's why he sent his spirit to help us. So let us go into John chapter 14, verse 16 through 17. And this is what the word of God says. And I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor know him. But you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. You hear that? He lives in us and he will be with us as God's children. So the spirit will be by the disciples' side to help and strengthen them, to teach the true course for their lives, to comfort in difficult situations, intercede in prayer for them, to be a friend to father their best interests, and to remain with them forever. I mean, we won't have no closer friend than that. The, the, the closest friend we can have is what the Lord gave us, which is the Holy Spirit. It's going to be with us to help us, which is going to be good for us. So let's keep going on. So the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth be, because he is the Spirit of Jesus who is the truth. As such, he testifies to the truth, enlightens concerning the truth, exposing untruth, and guides the believers into all truth. <laughs> So, amen. Let me remember that sentence again, because the Holy Spirit is, man, I love the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth because he is the spirit of Jesus Christ, who is the truth. As such, he testified to the truth, enlightens concerning the truth, exposed untruth, and guides the believer into all truth. And so let's go into Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. And this is what the word of God says. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will sour on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Hmm. So to wait up on the to wait up on the Lord is to trust him fully with our lives. It involves looking to him as our source of help and grace in the time of need. Jehovah Jireh, he is our provider. 
There's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with helping people that truly needs help. But the people who choose to make bad choices repeatedly over and over, choose to be lazy, is um, best to let them learn on their own. Handicapping grown, grown children, grown-ups, who choose not to want to do nothing with their life, who choose not to want to work, and who choose to be a burden towards you as a parent, that is not right. We are supposed to be wise people. God gives us the wisdom. We cannot think we're going to confront the issue by picking up the phone and talking to our spouse about the issues in our own home or talking to our friends about the issues on our own home. When we got the issue going on in our house, God gives us the wisdom to confront that issue. It is our part to confront that issue. If you get sick and tired of the problems at home and the problems with your grown kids, it is time for you to speak up about the issue. You know it's bothering you. You got to communicate it out and ask God to give you favor when it's time for you to speak the truth. Because remember, the Holy Spirit guides you into all truth. Hmm. So God is our source of help and willing to help us, but we have to cooperate with him. The plan all along was never to be God, um, to be God help those who help themselves. That was not the plan all along. The plan was the Lord would help us by putting his Holy Spirit in us. He is our source of strength. He is our source of wisdom. He is our source of peace. He, he gives us the ability live, um, to live the life and the Lord has created for us to live on this earth. In other words, God is doing for us what we can't do for ourselves. Let me say it again. In other words, God is doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And our Abba Father is amazing God, worthy to be praised. Worthy to be praised. So it's nothing wrong with helping people, but don't keep helping people who's causing you a burden. And you got to confront that issue with the Lord's help. And if you need help, Keep praying and ask the Lord to give you the help and the strength to confront your children out of love, out of current, out of compassion. But God does not want us to take away the responsibilities that one day they're going to have to learn when you're gone. One day they're going to have to learn it on their own when you're gone. So when a grown man is in the basement at 40 years old or up on the couch, a grown daughter is in the house at 40 years old eating your chips, watching your TV, playing video games, got their cell phone, and you taking care of all the bills, it might hurt for a moment, but God will help you and give you the grace to tell them, let's make up a plan how to get you up out of this house, how to get you a job. I'm going to give you six months to do what you got to do. That's what it's called as a wise man or woman to do because, it's, and it's, guess what? It's nothing wrong with her. I say this. That's when people who's physically and mentally in okay to be able to go work. When you have mental grown people, that is a different story. When they disabled or mentally have issues, yeah, they got to stay in the home. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about let us help people who is who can who needs to be helped, but not help people who continually, continually burden you when they can go out and work for themselves. Thank you so much for listening to Divine Inspiration. God bless you.